And welcome to a brand new episode of the Screen Blend Podcast. I'm your host, Will Cuts, and as always, I am joined by Jack Mason. On today's episode, we have a look at Power Rangers, the 2017, let's say, critical flop. And also, EA has released a lot of new stuff regarding the next-gen game consoles and what we can expect. Hopefully, you enjoy today's episode of Screen Blend. Oh my god, how good. Mace, how are you, mate? I'm really good, thank you. You can seem you seem very excited. I am very excited. Why that is. Yeah, it's it's like um Christmas in June, I'd nearly say right now. If anyone who's listening uh and watching on our little visuals, we get off the Zoom, but I've got a new mic, so hopefully I sound better and I've just gone and uh, dropped a little bit of cash on the old Roadcaster Pro. So we can start playing sounds and everything now. Like, how cool is this, Jack? We can just go, wait for it, wait for it, wait for it. <sighs> you know what? This makes us a po- this just makes us a podcast now. 100% makes <laughs> us a proper podcast. Hopefully I sound better. I know listening back to some of the last episodes, Jads and I were just talking, using your headphones off, just you get with your phone isn't great. So now hopefully we sound that little bit better and this brings this podcast onto greater things. So, Mace. It does. Um, yeah. Now, at the start of every episode, you tell us about the weather. What's the weather like at the moment? <laughs> we'll try and get out of that uh, uh, cliche, but uh, it's quite cloudy and overcast today. Yeah. So yeah, Very. It is actually. It's going to be shit again. Adelaide's really not been – it's like fine weather, but the rain's coming through. But obviously, Jack, massive news today when it came out. Last of Us Part 2 is out. We're not going to talk about that just yet because it's going to take three, four days here in Australia to download the whole bloody game and set it up yep. over the two discs. So we're going to talk about Power Rangers today, the 2017 movie or – yeah, that's that's our topic for today. And we, there's actually a huge amount of news, though, so we'll, we'll get into that first. As of next episode, we're going to have the news theme. How cool is that, Jack? Oh, are we? Okay. Yeah, as of next week, we're going to have a news theme. So, But at the moment, because there's no news, we're going to put this there instead. Wow. It's crickets. How good. <laughs> what is that? Just birds. Yeah, it's tweeting. crickets. It's crickets. It's just like there's nothing oh, happening. Right. It's like, you know, you, you were never in the backyard, Jack, kicking the soccer ball at night. And you just hear yeah, a cricket too, going. Too so, inside. <laughs> yeah, too busy inside. So, now fair, fair. we're going to get into the news. Let's get us started, Jads. Okay, so we'll start with some disappointing news for gamers. So, Cyberpunk has been delayed again. Um, so, this is was originally scheduled for September 17th uh, this year. Um, uh, it was actually pushed back from April already. So, it's another delay on top of that. So it's now scheduled for November 19th, 2020. Perfect. Uh, so the developers have had a note on their Twitter, which is CD Projekt Red. They said, those who are you are not familiar with the way we make games know that we won't ship something which is not ready. Ready when it's done is not just a phrase we say because it sounds right. It's something we live by. Even when we know we'll take the heat for it. At the same time, we are all fully aware that making such a decision costs us your trust and trading trust for additional time. And this is one of the hardest decisions a game developer can make. And despite what we think is the right decision for the game, and we'd like to apologize for making you wait longer, and our intention is to make Cyberpunk 2077 something that will stay with you for years to come. And in the end, we hope you understand what we did. So that's a bit dis- disappointing because that is one of the biggest games of this year. Yeah. So, have you heard much about it? I'm uh, sure no, it, it's I have heard about what's going on, but it's not one of those games for me that. Uh, so even like straight away, just segueing, just a tad, as always. Mm. But I was just uploading Last of Us then on onto the the PlayStation, and you can only really fit four games on a place, like five games on there now. So I'm like, I was going mm. through my games. I'm like, because I am like I've said previously, typical white boy, two K FIFA. Uh, I bought Madden when all all this shit was going down, because I'm like, I'll get into that game, Spider-Man and Last of Us. I don't want to get rid of any of those games because they're in my rotation now. So, yeah, I, I probably wouldn't play this. I've heard about it. It's not massive on my agenda, but I know it's got a massive following. So is this something for you, Jads, that you'll be picking up straight away? Or 
Yeah, actually, this is my most anticipated game of this year. Okay. It always has been. All yeah. Far out. Yeah. It's going to be huge, this one. Yeah. Okay. So, this is from the same developers that developed the Witcher series. And uh... to this day, that's still one of the best games of all time. So, that's huge. Um, so, that's kind of the only negative news from this week. Uh, Nintendo have had their Pokemon Direct and yep. they've announced bits of DLC pieces um, for their upcoming Pokemon Sword and Shield. And another Pokemon announcement's coming next week, and they've also announced Pokemon Snap. So you might Ooh, remember this from yes. Nintendo 64, where you go around and take some photos of some Pokemon, aim for that right timing, and you get some points. So that's coming out sometime next year, but there was no official release date given. And then EA Play. I'm not sure if you watched this about half an hour ago, Will. No. There was a few things announced from EA during their press conference, so to speak. Uh, I'm looking at it right now and I just see mm. again the typical, because again, this is like FIFA for me, so just have a squeeze at FIFA. Again, they just love showing in all sports games. I want to see real gameplay, not these like shortcuts and 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 like guys just sweating more. We don't actually see that when we're (laughs) playing the game. We're seeing from like a far out sort of look as I just walk away from my microphone. But you see it from further away. It, it all looks the same. They're showing these wicked goals and everything. I'm like, just, I don't really care. Show me like more of what actual, like I want to see the menus. I want to see all this extra stuff that is that is coming in, what these new engines can produce. Because right now the games, they've been the same. For, you don't play FIFA, but FIFA hasn't changed in five years. So, you can only change it so much, can't well, you? Well, yeah, and, and that's what everyone yeah. sort of asks in, in a way, and, and I'll have a bitch about FIFA on another day. But it, it, the simple thing that you can change each year is the menus and stuff to make it fresh. The menus have stayed the same for four mm. years now, so it's bore, It's a boring game now. But the Madden looks good. Again, they can sell a trailer. That's We know they can sell a bloody trailer. Mm. So, And I'm also going to buy the game straight away. So they've got my money. So they could, just, they could just shit in a box and I'm buying it. Like, so... <laughs> And wait for no. it, Jack. How good. Oh, no. This is going to be so good. <laughs> Did not just do that. Yeah, no. But you know the best thing about this whole soundboard is you don't have control. I've got the control now. So mm. if you just keep talking, Mace, just talk for me. Talk for me. No, I'm a, I don't know what you're going to do next. Yeah, so you, it's I, just going to yeah. be careful. Um, I, just turned anyway. your, I just turned your microphone off. That's what I've got. I've got the power. Ah. Uh. Is it on now? Yeah, it's on now. You're all good. Oh, good. Okay, good. Um, but on top of FIFA um, coming from the EA press conference, we now have Sims 4s on Steam, yep. which is quite an old game. So, you know, if you still want to play it, now's your time to get on Steam. Um, a smaller base game called It Takes Two was released. Um, sorry, it's coming out in 2021, and it follows a child whose parents are divorcing and to cope she creates imaginary versions of them, and they must work together to get to the story. So that's just a kind of a very indie kind of side game from EA. Um, Rocket Arena, um, which is a third-person, three-versus-three hero shooter that comes out July 14th, so it's pretty soon. And the big one from this was Star Wars Squadrons. Yeah, um, so what is reveal. this? Um, so it's a first-person um, in-vehicle shooter where you're in a, when in, I guess, what would you call it? What do you call the, sp- the spaceships of Star Speeder Wars? Speeder or something. And, shit. yeah, you can be a pilot. Uh, imp- your Imperial fighter pilot and uh, includes a single-player campaign um, of you, yeah, a role, assuming this New Republic pilot. And there'll be multiplayer as well, which includes, like, dogfights and five-versus-five battles, um, which are called fleet battles in this game. And that will be out on October 2nd for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. So it's a full full driving game, essentially. So it's not... Uh, yeah, it's all in vehicle. All You're in all vehicle. in yeah, yeah, okay. your spaceship for the entire game. Okay, Third interesting. Uh, so you're looking down at your dashboard kind yeah. of thing in, in the pilot seat. And yeah, while well, you engage in these dogfights. I don't know if I like... Uh, that's just not my type of game. But it could be really fun. So it, so is it just yeah. a single player game? It's not... A multiplayer. So it's multiplayer, multiplayer oh. and single player. There's, okay, cool. There's a kind of a campaign and multiplayer. Oh, okay, that could get around that then. I could get around a bit of yeah. multiplayer there. Yeah. That that, may, that sounds I mean, they a bit used better. They to have Rogue Squadron, which was huge back in the early 2000s. So yeah. this is kind of the first game that takes you know assumption of being in a pilot again. Okay. After all these years, so exciting. Then you've had you know like you said you had Madden and FIFA 21. Yeah. Yep. All, all um, the, and then we yeah all the standard stuff yeah. there. 
Yes, yeah, yeah, just the standard. And then um, we also had uh, just a few glimpses of Dragon Age, Battlefield, Need for Speed. And at the very end, which I'm sure comes to much delight of fans, they've said a new skate game is coming. So Skate 3 was released in 2010 and fans have been pretty much clamoring for a new entry for ages. So the fact that they've said that Skate 4 is on the way um, would, yeah, get a lot of fans happy. Yeah. Uh, No, I think there's there's some good games. This is what I like hearing now, obviously, after we spoke about in the last episode uh, when we were going through The Last of Us, but with Connor, how we need more games and knowing sort of more games that are coming on the PS5 and next-gen consoles just to get us more Mm. excited for for this release. Uh, otherwise, I could see a lot of people being like, oh, no, I'm not going to buy that straight away. But we knew these games would be coming out on next gen and giving us a little bit more of a look of, of what exactly is going on. I just got a couple bits of news. Obviously, straight away, um, as always right now, Zack Snyder's kind of going to keep dropping news about his bloody Snyder Cut. So a little teaser came out. Nothing really oh. overly new, but it looks good. Again, the, the bit of Wonder Woman, this already feels like to me, and, and we've spoken about this with uh, loads, this probably takes over extraction talk now, I'm guessing, um, as our our weekly sort of catch-up on Schneider Cut. But this looks like a completely different movie already than what we got. So I'm getting a little bit more excited with these little teasers. Again, mm. I feel like Zach directs very good scenes. Does he direct great movies? I'm not sure. Like, he, he can put good scenes and they look good together, how it sort of flows not 100% sure, but yeah, that's just my opinion. Um, so that looks interesting and I, I like the idea of that and they're, they're still dropping some stuff and I think we need that to get excited for, for this, uh, especially next bit of news and this falls under my category and I'm sure we could talk about this every week. Actor passes on a role that they should have got and is annoyed about it so they bring it up again, back down. So Amanda Seyfried uh, or Seyfried or whatever, did a jack there just pronouncing a name wrong. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> has said that she passed on the role of Gamora in Guardians of the Galaxy. So let's just put that into the bin of I would be a much bigger star now if I picked that role. And she's quoted saying, I didn't want to be, well, sort of paraphrasing here, but I didn't want to be like Jennifer Lawrence sitting in a chair getting green all day because she complained about sitting in a chair getting blue all day. Now, love, you haven't really done much in the last couple of years, so just shut up. Like this, I hate when actors do this yeah. sort of thing. It's like, yeah, I, yeah, 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 I haven't had a role in forever and I passed on this role and trying to say like, I don't like Marvel movies, but I could have been in one of the biggest movies ever and I passed on it. I was the first choice. It's like, just shut up. So next and quickly is, uh, they're still talking about Miles Morales, uh, the Spider-Man game that we obviously saw last week had come out. And again, mixed reports, but again, they're confirming this is a standalone game, not an expansion pack. So I know even during the week, multiple times, it's sort of gone back and forth uh, between different people. I'm, again, looking very excited to this, but it's good. Um, Oh, it's also saying it will be set in Harlem, majority in Harlem. So how that works with getting around New York City as much is going to be interesting for me because it's we had in the last game, we could go pretty much everywhere. So how does that work with Harlem? Uh, Where is Harlem? Mm, Well, I don't think anyone should expect, you know, like we said last week, a full-blown sequel. They're using pretty much the same world. They've slight update in the graphics yeah. and they're putting a new story around it, but they're not going to bring out the big guns into a proper sequel. No. Uh, and then Harlem's at the top of the map, I think, that we had last time. So, yeah, it'll be. Oh, I'm just still intrigued. I think this is uh, obviously very interesting. And there's not that much else really from a movie news standpoint. Again, we're just waiting for uh, some releases. But it looks like in America, a majority of cinemas, or especially in L.A., uh, unable to open yet for another couple of weeks. So and there is some TV news. Uh, the Friends special has been put back for August filming date. So for those people eagerly awaiting the Friends special, that's officially going ahead in August now for that HBO special. Okay, that's. I feel until I see that happening, I don't believe it's done. Like mm, you know, no, until no, I, I see a trailer, until I see something, I'm not. I'm not getting around that and. And, like, I'm not getting my hopes up, if that makes more sense. <laughs> mm, I'm not overly excited, really, to be honest. It's just a two-hour special. Like, it's great all back together, but it's not like it's a new episode or new series. Mm. So, you know. Well, getting... what's the point, then, of it, then? Like, really? I know HBO needed it's some really stuff. just to draw in HBO subscribers by having that exclusive. Because in the day, Friends is on pretty much every streaming platform there is. Yeah. So it's for, to make them stand out. And it's still, obviously, yeah, very rewatched. So it, it does make sense in, in a way of them doing it. But is it worth the cash? We're not sure. But I'm guessing that's the same as Schneider Cut in, in a way also. 
mm-hmm. of we just need con- we just need content, and, and maybe it will work really well. But to honestly, I really couldn't care less about it any, <laughs> anyway. So yes, um, a- anything else, Mace? Um, that's all the news um, for this week. But lots of gaming news is obviously yeah. come out this week, and more to come. I yeah. think in the next month to month or so as well. Yeah, I think once everything sort of drops here. Um, and as we push, I still think it's crazy that we're getting to the end of June now, getting close to July, and these consoles will be coming out in four or five months now. So once we get price points mm. and uh, exact dates that it's going to come out here in Australia, obviously going to be very interested. I think for me the biggest thing, though, is going to be, say, and I should have touched on this a little earlier, like when you're saying FIFA and stuff, if FIFA comes out, let's say, in October, mostly every year, or late September, sorry, if the console doesn't come out till November or December, is anyone going to buy FIFA on PlayStation 4 like or Xbox or are they going to wait for – because I just thought about that really then and Madden and stuff. like They're released – like if, say, the PlayStation comes out in December, I'm not going to buy mm. FIFA 21 in, for another three months. So, Well, at the end of the day, we can afford to get a PlayStation 5 yeah. and a new Xbox as soon as yeah. they're released. A lot of people – I surprisingly can't yeah. afford that new that new console you know 600 plus dollars you know in america and that's a lot of money for most people so yeah. i think at the same time when a new console comes out there's a fine line between people still purchasing mm. the playstation 4 or previous generation <laughs> versions yeah because they're buying something like this is a big purchase you know yeah. that they really have to put aside the money for a while to get this new console so i think it will be 50 50 usually when yeah. a game comes out so and if at sometimes as well what xbox are doing if you do play an xbox one exclusive game for example they might upgrade it yeah okay um for your new console as well okay fair cool fair cool because i also think sometimes Mm. they just update the name and update squads or something in a fifa maybe so yeah not too sure Mm. so jads you're going to take us through um our topic for this week so pardon me um yeah so we're going to talk about power rangers uh the 2017 american superhero film uh based on the same franchise so uh, just sort of touch on it for us first because when this was coming out this was one of those movies for me that i was like "Mm, do i need this like power rangers sort of been out of the pop would it be fair to say out of the pop culture sphere for a number of years wasn't mainstream yeah yeah, it's still around but out of the pop culture yeah yeah Yeah. it's it's still there but as some people say even dino would say uh marvel's become and dc and stuff have become that sort of like the top tier mm. culture thing, whereas yeah. Power Rangers have dropped down. So, so I'm guessing again. Yeah, let's just talk us through how this movie came to be in, in a bit of a way, and and then we'll sort of we'll go from there. Yeah, so yeah. we're going to call this segment "Screen Scraps, Scraps for the yeah. Future." So we're talking about movies we're not necessarily fans of. Yeah. This one in particular is kind of a guilty pleasure film because yes. I kind of did grow up with you know in the '90s some of the Power Ranger series. Um, more so the early one, two, three. Sorry, you go. No, no, just uh, I feel like Power Rangers for me was that classic Saturday morning, like six thirty sort of thing. It was it that was, yeah. you'd watch before your parents got up, and because I, I didn't understand that it was like, correct me if I'm wrong here, but like the action was sort of done somewhere else, and they filmed the f- other scenes to cut together. If that made sense, because it's all different actors or whatever in suit and out of suit. Is that correct or not? Or am I completely wrong here? Um, well, they transform into their suits, yeah. so to speak, through really poor, poor 90s yeah. retro cutscenes. So yes, yeah. that's what I'm sort of meaning is it's sort of, yeah, like a yeah. little, um, little bit different. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, so uh, this obviously, actually Power Rangers is still going to this day. So they're yeah. approaching their 30th season very slowly now. So there's a current ser- series as we're talking about now. Um, but, yeah, so this one uh, started uh, – you know, post-production, you know, a couple of years before its 2017 release date. Mm. Is it uh, Haim Sabin, I yeah. believe, uh, who's kind of behind the whole thing. He returned to produce the film under his investment firm. And uh, this got released and premiered under Regency Village Theatre and uh, in Los Angeles on the 22nd. And unfortunately, it only grossed $142 million against a budget of $105 million. Which pretty poor. What do you reckon, Cuts? I think yeah, could have done a little bit better. Yeah, I think this is always the hardest thing with, with a lot of these um, properties in this sort of sphere of is this needed? And uh, you're sort of hoping that maybe if this is a again, my whole biggest point of everything is if this is a good movie, it makes more money. 
Like, if mm. we're just going to be completely simple, it doesn't matter what project relative it is, you will make more money if it's a better movie. So even however many fans, but I don't think anyone was asking for this movie and then it comes out and it's not great. So you don't get that rewatchability. Mm. And unless you're people like us who will go see pretty much anything, if no one's mm. giving this good reviews or you're not telling your mates, no one's going to go see this. You're not going to look at the... Because what would I came, what was coming out at around the same time of, of that year? So March 22nd movie releases. Mm. I, I got a feeling that's, uh, like, yeah, that's like a Marvel movie at the same time. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, but like Sonic the Hedgehog, you know, this kind of helped revitalize, you know, some 90s nostalgia for kids our age, yeah. and people our age, and also revitalize the franchise for those new children, you know, who are growing up now to get them into Power Rangers. But I think it kind of failed on both fronts, to be honest. To be honest, yeah. it had, had all of March pretty much to itself. It just had, oh, not 100% exactly, sorry. Um, but Kong Skull Island came out two weeks before, and the week before was Beauty and the Beast, what made a fair amount of cash. So that's a hard one mm. to sort of come up against. Not the same demographic, but no, st- no. still, uh, I would say you're putting Power Rangers, if we're going to throw a demographic there, teenage boys, and hoping yeah. for the nostalgia of the 30 to 40 year old male that used to watch it and then was like, Oh, I might take my kid to this, etc." So for, for me, when, when you talk about parent back in 2014, 2015, when you're listening to different podcasts or etc., and they bring up the news that this is coming back, it's not something that gets me excited at that age. We would have been 20, 21. I'm not like, yay, Power Rangers is coming back. I can't wait for this film. And when they start mm. putting together a cast, I can see where they're going from it. So I give them credit in a way, but in the end, so it stars some relatively new, new coming actors into Hollywood sort of scene. Yeah. So they're going with the idea that we're going to pick five up and coming actors here that maybe we can base this series on for a number of number of movies and sequels, etc. Plus, if you're that actor, that's not a bad idea. Get into Hollywood, get a big budget movie, and maybe I can uh, leap onto bigger and better things. Then throw in supporting cast that people know. I'm going to put them. Mm. No, the voice and yeah. actors of so Bill Hader, Brian Cranston, Elizabeth Banks, uh, three of the bigger name actors who aren't the main characters but are there. Obviously, Elizabeth Banks plays Rita Repulsa, the ridiculously great villain. Where's, I need the soundboard yes. up again, and then I could be like, yeah, bah, no. bah, bah. Um, <laughs> but no. So there's that. So in the end, we've got Darcy Montgomery, Naomi Scott. Uh, RJ Siler, Becky Becky G. Don't you just love someone who's real? Like her actual name is just G now. Becky G. Yeah, well, Becky G. I mean, at the end of the day, what was she known for? She's known for singing in the shower. Yeah. Um, but really, you know, she she's more known for her singing um, than her yeah. acting. And I think yeah. that really shows in the film. Like she hadn't pretty much done any films prior to this. Um, and, and after, they were, really. They were, um, they were, yeah, from over, their overseas Mexican films. Yeah. So, yeah, this is her first proper acting role in a AAA Hollywood film. And, uh, yeah, she, I mean, she does an all right job. You know, she doesn't have a whole lot of dialogue to start with, but it could be better. But, you know, you do have, um, is it, how do you pronounce his name, Kurt? Dakar Montgomery. Uh, Who plays the Red Ranger? Darcy. Oh, is it Darcy? Oh, I think, it's, I think oh, it's, right. isn't it Darcy? I think that's oh, how you say th- Okay. D-A-C-R-E, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's Dakri, Darcy Montgomery. He, he's the Aussie. <laughs> but he, he's in Stranger Things, so he's done all right for himself. It's also looking mm-hmm. at him, and he's played 25 and we're 27, so it's like, ooh. Um, but, yeah, fellow Western Australian actor. Yes. So he's Perth, yeah. he's been in a, a couple of things. Obviously, Stranger Things is sort of his major role but besides this. But, no, I think, like, as a cast you're pulling together, they've done an all right job of bringing together younger actors, but this is where you need to make the story very good. And mm. Uh, mm. so that you can, you go away from, it's sort of like you put Guardians of the Galaxy and this together. Like for example, okay, Guardians has the Marvel backing, but not all of those guys in there are big name actors at that point. Like some of them are, yes, but they're, they're obviously a little bit high, but that is a good movie. So it mm. makes cash. This here is not a good movie. So it just fails doesn't matter who the actors are, really. They're just playing off what this script's been given to them and the shit's not good. Uh, it's like you said, no, but you've said before no, it's not. too, is it is a um, – uh, sorry, what was the, like, the word I'm looking for? Like 
it doesn't like it needs to just be good to get people to come into it. I've lost my point. So let's continue. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, they bring back Brian Cranston as well because yeah. I'm not sure if you know this, but he used to play some of the villains in okay. the original series, and now they kind of bring us back as a, you know, as a mentor, um, as and the former Red Ranger. So he's kind of he's got a bit of nostalgia for the series too. Yeah, and that's kind of why they brought Brian back, um, a AAA star, ruining his career in this one, but. Uh, uh, no, I think Breaking Bad. Oh yeah, but I think like I was obviously ha- had a quick watch of the film yesterday and and went on a lot of the other sort of YouTubers that had spoken about it. And again, it's like Brian Cranston. I think is is a great actor. Breaking mm. Bad is his pinnacle of of cinema and television. But then I think all of his other stuff hasn't been great since sort of Breaking Bad. He's played sort of little roles, and you just go. He sort of, it's just, he doesn't get the full range. And I think some guys are great TV actors because he developed that character. And we're not talking about Breaking Bad here today, but I think he sort of doesn't have that much, pardon me, to do in this. And that's what I sort of struggle a little bit with his character. So um, it looks like he came into the studio, doesn't he? He did an hour in the VO booth. Yeah. And he's like, all right, I'll grab my two mil and I'm off. Yeah. See you later, guys. Yeah. I'll come to the premiere. Make sure you get me in business class and everything and, and we're good to go. So yeah. um, give us the base idea of this story and then the conveniences that ensue. Yeah, yeah. Um, so this is kind of set in the Cenozoic area of Power Rangers or whatever yeah. and they're defending the Earth and the CO crystal. Um, but the Green Ranger, who's Rita in this one, she betrays all the Power Rangers. And so Zordon, the Red Ranger, um, who's Brian Cranston, he hides five mysterious power coins oh my for God. future Rangers and asks Alpha 5, who's the robot, voiced by Bill Hader, to create a, um, a meteor strike that kills kills him, his Rangers, and uh, Rita um, and throws them to the bottom of the sea. So her plan is foiled, essentially. And then with all these years later, we are introduced to these new bunch of Power Rangers. Don't, don't you love this? I love the old exposition at the start of the movie. Just the f- like, we're going back in time and this is why we're now here and conveniently five kids from school. Now, I, I think we can nitpick this movie massively in certain moments, but it's such a typically written script that when I rewatch sort of these types of films, so I'm just going to put them into a bubble sort of here of types of films. You go, this really needed one or two more readovers of the script going, why is this happening? Why is this happening? Like, why are we doing this? Why are we now cutting three weeks from the guy being f- like, I'm just jumping between spots, but when he's talking, um, what's, I just want to get the name 100% right, Scott, Jason, Jason Scott. Well, what are the names? Jason Scott. Is that, is that another? I don't know. Uh, I don't even know, but... It's the most cliched, oh, like, action name, yeah. Cliched quarterback, uh, the high school team, Jason Scott. He's going to be the number one draft pick or whatever it was. Like, it's just so many cliched characters. And, and I guess that's the whole point of these things. But sometimes it's just like, oh, come on, guys. And then you've got Naomi Scott, who is not bad, um, cuts her hair. And you're just like, <laughs> classic, here we go. They're all in detention or whatever it is. Like, they're all in trouble. And then... It's just so many conveniences to push the story along. It's like, why are they mm. at the lake? Because the script tells us so. Like, there's no reason for any, like, there's no reason for these people to really be there. But this, besides mm. the mm. script telling us so, it's like just so convenient to push the story along. I'm like, bloody hell, guys! No wonder this is boring. Like, so continue, continue yeah. on. I'm nitpicking yeah, massively, well, but it's not that bad a film because it's enjoyable in some way. But I'm just nitpicking. Yeah, well, nitpicking, let's go straight to the... So we get yeah. that very yeah. brief intro scene yeah. introducing all the Power Rangers and them sacrificing themselves um, for these new ones yeah. in high school to kind of take take on the reins. And it starts off with Jason Scott um, at the beginning in his school and he's pulling a, like a high school prank with his mate. Yeah. And he's what is he doing? He's like jerking off and milking a cow. Yeah. Like, I just stopped and I was thinking, Can we say jerking off on the podcast? Are we allowed to say that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> is that a thing? Yeah, I think... But this is what I mean. Certain parts of this movie, you sit back and you watch and you're like, really? Is that what's... Yeah. Like, script guy sitting around a room. Let's say he's jerking off a cow. That's great for the script. <laughs> like... Really? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Like, why does he have the cow in the first place? Like, it's one thing to have a prank, but another thing just to get a cow in and his friend milks a male cow. 
Yeah. And he's like, oh, that's not, you know, that's not a female cow or something. And he yeah. starts freaking out and then they go and, you know, and start running away from the cops. Yeah. It's just a really odd way to introduce the character and an awkward prank to do just to start the film. And it's just like, all right, if you don't know what he's doing. That's great. But otherwise, it's just like when you really think about it, it's just like, this is odd. Yeah, is odd. it's not the like... So some of the stuff of this is, and we've got notes of all the sort of characters and some of their their sort of tropes around them, but it's so sort of cliche in a way. We we get told why we don't get shown a lot of the time. Again, as always, I'm like, oh god, like these guys are just annoying. <laughs> yeah, but you don't feel yeah. for you don't also feel for them in a way if that makes sense. Hmm. Mm. And you know, yeah, you don't feel for them, and you don't really care about their backstory. Like, you know, I don't care for you know Zach's mum or you know their parent interactions, where they're just lying through their teeth, just saying you know what they did at school. You know, it's, it's, you know they're trying to build the relationship between Zach and his mum the whole time. And sure, you know, have that in there if you want a bit of you know heartfelt emotion. Yeah, but it's not there enough to carry the film in any way or to build any emotion. No, and because I think with these films, sometimes you go, there's two elements and it's hard. You either go, we're going to keep them out of the suits and the power engine stuff for a fair amount of time. Let's say, let's say 66%, like the first two acts of the film to try and build character. So then we feel for them when they have to make decisions in the final act. But you also have to build good characters so you feel for their decisions in said final act. I don't think they do this. So that when they're making big decisions to save the earth, essentially, that you really feel for them. So it's like, well, if you're bringing up the fact that she that the mum's sick, also, like, if you sort of know what I mean, like, it's got to be a payoff through the whole sort of story. And I feel like he sort of sometimes forgets that in a way. It's not like mm. that's got to be teed and tied to the character as they they develop. And uh, if you're going to bring that in now, you you want to pay it off and also have that in the back of the mind of the character as, as the movie continues. And I don't. I don't really see that in a way too. So, yeah. like And like you said, you know, they have them all, you know, just coincidentally, you know, at, at this spot where they do discover all their Power Ranger rings, um, you know, in the explosion. It's just, you know, it's just pure, you know, story-driven narrative where they have to be, all be there yeah. and they know none of them really, you know, need to be there or no. they're all there for the story purposes. Yeah. And like you're saying, they're just at this lake and then shit happens. And I always say my favourite is, oh, drive this way, go this way. It's like the bloke's never been there before. He doesn't know what's bloody going on. And he's just like... Give him a break. Yeah. But then it's like the classic, okay, they crash, yada, yada, yada. They wake up the next day. All these things are happening and they're like, oh. And this is where this sort of movie loses me again is I feel like it doesn't need to be like that to then get them like... And that's where you sort of forget these movies is it's a very boring middle act. If you're really going to, like, mm. I feel like the middle third of this film doesn't really get me. Um, and you've got some notes here, uh, what I kind of agree with. It's like it's not an even tone. Um, it sort of doesn't 100% connect with source material. It does not 100% need to happen. But mm. if it's diverging from the source material, you've got to make it better than what the source, like, related to the movie sort of thing. You can't, not all source material connects with movies. That's always the hardest thing. So, mm. um but how long does it yeah. take for them to get in the bloody suits? It takes bloody forever, doesn't it? Um, well, yeah, yeah, they don't get into their suits until if you want the exact number, yeah. it's about uh, 30, one hour and thirty-one minutes into the film. How long? So yeah. quite a while, <laughs> and it's a two-hour film, so it takes forever. Yeah, and it's a two-hour film. So yeah. that's what I said like five minutes ago. When you talk about it and you go, "Well, I want unreal backstory to get mm. them." In it. And okay, then there's those moments where it's like, then we got to go to the standard uh, montage, montage music, press play. But no, like, yeah, yeah, the standard montage where you're like, okay, here we go. Like, they're learning their powers and all, all this sort of stuff and, and things. It's just a, mm. I just struggle sometimes. And I think more, yeah. this is a better movie, I think, to watch at home with your phone there. We can sort of just be mm. sort of watching. Whereas when you're in the cinema, Pardon me. And you're just sitting back and you're trying to be enthralled by a two-hour movie and it's just not hitting you. Like, it's just not hitting, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think the pacing's off. You know, it start, yeah. I think it starts promising, aside from the high school part. Yeah. I think it starts off as an all right movie. Yes, yeah. they're in the same place at the yeah. right time, sure. Yeah. 
But, you know, that beginning bit where they do get their powers and they're creating, you know, that power fantasy, you know, like I'm down to be a Power Ranger. Yeah. If I'm going to get a six pack like these guys. And oh, damn. So yeah. Give me some crystals. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think, like you said, it does kind of fold and the pacing goes off during the training montage yeah. and seeing it goes on just that little bit longer than what I would like. If it, yeah. if it went into a few more proper action scenes, they fought Rita a bit more in between. Maybe that would keep the pace going and a bit more, getting a bit more enjoyment out of me. But because it does take until an, you know, an hour and 90 minutes to finally get into their suit yeah. and there's only half an hour of the movie left for one yeah. big action sequence, it's kind of a letdown, I yeah. think, yeah, to and, start an origin story. I have to say the thing I hate in movies, and you know this, and it's up there in my probably top three most hated things, is again the classic like, so they find the spaceship, they get the exposition, from Brian Cranston's yeah. character and sort too of much start, exposition. Too, oh, yeah. exposition overload for us because we're dumb people in the cinema. We don't know what's going on. Same with the five people in the movie. They don't know what's going on, so they need to be told. But it's yeah. like, okay, we have this, we have X amount of days or X amount of hours or time to stop X bad guy conveniently till they have amount of power. Now, yeah. let's say they don't go to the lake. Does Rita Repulsa just get the crystals in them like 10, 11 days' time and they lose? Or is it convi- – like, let's do alternate yeah. Earth where they don't go and then Rita Repulsa gets all the stuff and shit happens. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes I'm like mm. – so why also 11 days? Montage time? Yes. So we need time to get them ready. Like, And that's why I think sometimes I find it sort of uh, – everyone obviously bitches on uh, Man of Steel. But – it's mm. sort of like he's just thrown into being Superman and shit's going down and he's got to work it out as he goes. Now, what I kind of don't mind, whereas this here, it's like let's give them enough time to fight it out, work out if they want to be Power Rangers, and then they decide to be Power Rangers when it gets to the time that the battle is just about to ensue. Mm. But expertly crafted. Mm. Expertly crafted. That, that's, yeah, mm. that's in the, uh, that sort of section of the script. Where I'm pretty sure the yeah. script people go, well, let's just copy and paste from another movie and just write it for our characters. Like, what do you think of the main villain, Rita Repulsa? A lot of I think she's gold member with the meth habit, <laughs> but you might think something else. Like, she loves gold and she's going to a jewelry store at one point in the movie and she's like, gold, gold, yeah. and then she ends up essentially blowing up the whole place yeah. for no particular reason. Uh, what do you think? I I don't really like her in this role i mean if you saw the rita repulsa in the original tv yeah. show she's a step up from that but yeah. once again that's not saying much uh yeah she's just an odd character she's the only character i feel like who could have been adapted in this kind of realistic gritty reboot because a lot of them are just weird looking monsters in the series so, she's the only kind of first human being in the show but what do you think yeah what do so you, what do you think i think you, you're going from let's just break power and we probably should have done this at the start too and i feel like what we do best is jump around. Um, <laughs> but for me, Power Rangers, when they're going with a gritty reboot, is everything's got to be gritty reboot. So we know what Power Rangers was before. So you either got to go two ways. You either got to go, we're going with the lighthearted, what the TV show was, with crazy villains, villain of the week style sort of thing, with overarching stuff, crazy fights, boom, 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 Power Rangers stuff, everyone changes into their suits, X, Y, Z. Or if we're going gritty reboot, you've got to have characters being villains that you feel are gritty and more grounded in this magical world of what Earth is in this um, time and space. Now, she feels like a completely different character than the five Power Rangers, if that makes obviously sense. So I feel like she's not connected to them. If like She should be in a different movie, if that makes sense. Like I don't think yeah. she's the villain for this film. Now, I think she could be the villain for this film if we didn't do all this stuff at the start of the film uh, regarding all, all these people's lives and all this other stuff sort of going on that it's gritty grounded, it's dark, it's all this sort of worrying about Zach's mum, she's dying. You know, like there can still be those elements but and the bullying and all this sort of shit, but it's like I feel like this character's been thrown in. They've given, uh, what's, her bloody, what's her bloody name? Elizabeth Banks, free reign. She's watched some of the episodes, let's say, and gone, I'm going to play this over-the-top character. And that's the only reason I'm signing up for this bloody thing. And then the directors and stuff are like, oh, yeah, sure, we need a lighthearted bad guy that will make people laugh and will think it's funny. Now, at what point when you start playing this character do you also – and, again, I'm not an actor, couldn't act for shit, so I'm saying this from my high horse over here. At what point do you think this is going well? 
Is that fair to say? Mm. <laughs> like, and yeah. uh, but if she nailed, like, if this character was set in a world where the other characters in life was like that, then maybe this character is fine. Like, maybe this mm. character actually works. But I feel like she's thrown from another time and space into this, where in another movie she might be a not a good bad bad guy or bad girl. Do we have to say bad person now? Bad person. Bad person. Bad person. Yes. Um, but. Yeah, that, that's. I think she's just in a different film than she needs yeah, to be. Yeah, I and feel like she throws the tone off because, like yeah. I said, this character in the original series is a weird-looking witch lady um, in pretty much full costume. Yeah. Uh, so they're going for a grittier version of her character, yet she's almost s- too silly for this movie even then. Yeah. You know, she's just, yeah, they haven't found a good um, waypoint between finding a really down-to-earth villain and not being silly like yeah. some of the monsters in this show i tell you absolutely pathetic oh. like they've they've chosen a pretty good villain but just her acting and over the top and the tone because this is somewhat a teen movie and she almost you know blowing up the jewelry store and you know pretty much you know c- c- nearly destroying a whole town you know is on the kind of the darker side of it all so it just yeah. not overly balanced that well in my opinion yeah and i think like you're saying with her meth habit of gold uh, that's sort of where you lose it a little bit. And this is when like the product placement and stuff really comes in. And, and we'll talk about, let's just go to the product placement now. Cause we're bouncing around. And I think that's fine. Anyone who's listened to the, listening to this has seen the movie. So they know what's going on and I'll sit back and go, yeah, you're right guys. But the Krispy Kreme product placement is by <laughs> far goes over my, um, uh, what's the Will Smith, iRobot product placement. I remember, do you remember watching iRobot? Mm. Uh, maybe you didn't do commerce in like year eleven or whatever. It was year ten or whatever? No, I didn't. Yeah. But I have seen it more. Yeah. Times. Oh, but we did. We watched iRobot just because of all the product placement for like a commerce, and we had to count how many different product placements were clearly in it. This goes by far over the top of product placement because they're just smashing it down our throats. Like yeah. Well, yeah, but so I also yeah, felt so if anyone doesn't know though. Yeah. Like. The deep, the crystal buried in deep in the earth is the crystal that could destroy life yeah. as we know it is buried in this town underneath a Krispy Kreme. <laughs> and that is why it is brought up so much. And it is said, how many times do you reckon the word Krispy Kreme is said within a 20-minute span? Oh, like 20, Eight times? 27. <laughs> yeah. The crystals at Krispy Kremes. Yeah. Okay, let's try and get the Krispy Kremes. Yeah. Okay, Krispy Kremes is down. That you know they just say it constantly. I don't know how much Krispy Kremes gave them to say their name in the movie, but it was clearly half the budget. Uh, Krispy Kreme. <laughs> yeah, if you um, want to find out the exact. Yeah, number. yeah, no, I want to find. Uh, but yeah, yeah. So you know, you go through their training sequence, and then um, uh, Rita kills um, Billy. Yeah, and then after that. Uh, they revive him. Brian Cranston kind of gives his life up for Billy. They come back and they, uh, at 90 minutes of the film, they finally find what's really inside them. And the Power Rangers were, you know, in them the whole time, you know, the classic yeah. trope of, you know. Uh, and then they all turn to the Power Ranger suits. They have a bit of a fight with these really generic rock monsters. Oh. Um, yeah, it's not very creative, is it? Like, they could have could come up with any other villain but sure cgi rock monsters let's go for it yeah you agree like yeah i think yeah i think that's what power rangers is though like you were saying before is these weird monsters and etc but it Mm. just doesn't it just doesn't hit for me like i I don't feel like there's stakes and i know that's always the hardest in an origin story for people because you know probably none of them are going to die so they're going to get out of this, but mm. I don't feel like there's a hundred percent stakes uh, with these with these villains. And again, mm. like so, then Rita creates bloody Goldar or whatever it is, and you're like, oh, here we go. Now, now, but at what point? Like, I I know they're trying to throw in as much as they can to get people to come back for the next one. Now, I remember as a kid when all the Power Rangers come together and they create their big thing, big Power Rangers, let's go sort of stuff. But what's the big thing called again? What are they? What are they? Correct? What's the Zoids? Zoids or whatever it is. Uh, Zoids. Zoids. Yeah. But could have you kept that for a sequel or kept something like you know? So that's a big reveal because isn't that the big thing that they do? Or is that just going to happen in every movie? It's just like, oh, we can't win, so we're going to create this. 
yeah. Well, it does happen in every single episode, but in the actual <laughs> series, even even currently, it looks like they just got pre-recorded footage from like a nursery of a kid playing with his toy yeah. around his Lego set and the kid just knocking down toys with his monster and his robot. And that was literally the footage they used in the series. Yeah. So to have a high budget CGI fight is, yeah. is significantly better than anything you'd find in the, you know, the 25 series of the show. Uh, but even then, it's boring. I thought it was boring. Yeah, no, I think you're mm. you're on there because I think the whole thing with this was, I think if we just nail it there at that point, I think you've sort of, it's just a boring film. Like, and the end's boring mm. and the action doesn't have any stakes. Now, again, I think, like, the hardest thing with sometimes with these Power Rangers and stuff is, like, what are 100%, what are the powers? What what are they doing? Because they're all sort of similar in a way. And I might be saying this incorrectly, but from from a average watcher. Um, g'day, Cassie. How are you? You can watch Cassie on Screen Blend uh, Top 5 rom-com. She was just in the background of Jack's there. Um, is, you like, what are their powers, essentially? Like, and are all of their powers exactly the same? Or are they, do they have different things that make them, by having a different colour Power Ranger suit, are they have different abilities? And... I think mm. that's where people are used to at the moment or have been accustomed to superheroes having clear identities and clear identifying powers that make you like certain people. So we talk DC, we talk Marvel, we talk other ones. I know I'm just going on a, man, a random tangent, but I think this is why Power Rangers doesn't work as much now is there is no identifier why I would like Darcy Montgomery's Jason Scott Power, the red Power Ranger more than the blue Power Ranger now or the green Power Ranger. Like, if that makes sense? Like, there's no identifier for me why I should like one of them. I don't resonate with the characters. And then, you know, you know what I'm sort of saying too? Is, is that a bit harsh? Yeah, yeah. No, at, at the same time, it, you know, they're all, I think the unique part of the Rangers is that they, they're all equally balanced, so to speak. Yeah. And, you know, if you have a favourite colour, you know, the red is meant to be them. the leader. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're not they're not really meant to be you know these big unique characters. Yeah. Uh but at the same time that end sequence, you know, it goes has the you know the Power Rangers theme yeah. song go go Power Rangers and that's to bring the nostalgia in. Yeah. And then minutes later they bring in power by Kanye West yeah. to make the scene a little more interesting and get the stakes higher. And even then it just falls flat. Like none of the footage goes along with the song and it's it's just action scenes and explosions and yeah. people running away. Yeah, it's just not overly interesting. Now, would this movie be better for you if we see Brian Cranston's earlier part of the film and we actually saw all Power Rangers? I'm just thinking this now. If we saw all the Power Rangers sort of get defeated, not just his Red Ranger, but we saw all of them sort of like we actually saw the Power Rangers at the start of the movie and then we got sort of we go through and then we see them at the end. Does that make sort of sense in a way? Like we... We get all the Power Rangers at the start. They get defeated. They hide the stones until the next group of Rangers can come and save the Earth. But I feel like because it took so long to get the Rangers in this film, it just doesn't connect. It doesn't doesn't hit me like you're saying. Even the action, it's just yeah. it's just CGI. Pardon me, and CGI going at it. And I think that sort of can get boring. And like I even say, just flicking off to another movie that's CGI at the end, like at the end of Black Panther. The CGI battle between him and Killmonger is boring, but the only reason we sort of feel attached to it is because we've learnt these two dynamic sides of these characters over two hours of a movie. Whereas this here is, again, a CGI battle between big things and small things. But I don't feel anything for the characters, so it's just it's like a Transformers action sequence, if that makes sense too. Like, you just don't feel it. You're just seeing things hit things. Like, boom, boom. Like, yeah, perfect uh, example, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. you don't really... And that's where I think as much as like, I'm just fucking pulling back to Marvel the whole time now. But if you put an action sequence of the airport scene, you feel, even though they're pulling punches, you feel for it because these are characters we've liked and learned over for a fair amount of time. But these characters I don't feel for and, or feel for yet. And they don't, it's just Mm -hmm. action. It's just CGI action. And if I can get that, I can get better that in a game on PlayStation or Xbox with more heart than what I can get in this film. Like, mm. and that's where I'm being harsh on it. But also if you lent on the craziness of what Power Rangers is, maybe I'd like it more because it's a crazy over the top film. Whereas because they're trying to ground it. And again, 26, when this is in production, 2015, 16, everything was about gritty grounded. 
maybe they needed to go the opposite way and go really lighthearted mm-hmm. and go to the roots of what Power Rangers was instead of trying to make this a gritty, dark reboot. Mm, I feel like the 2010 to 2020 period was the dark, gritty reboot yeah. kind of decade, you know, like coming off, you know, the Superman, Ninja Turtles and all that. It was the way to go um, in terms of the box office and, to, and reboots altogether. But yeah, the, char- the characterization was very little throughout the whole yeah. um, throughout the whole movie. And none of these characters are really likable. They've got quite a bit of attitude, you know, especially Becky G. Yeah. You know, while she's not singing in the shower, she's just kind of a, you know, not the nicest girl. Um, and she still ignores half the team up until the halfway point. She still yeah. wants to run away. And it's not until, uh, you know, Kimberly Hart, the Pink Ranger, throws her into the water with her yeah. and she becomes part of the team. She's almost forced on it. And, you know, Ludie Lynn is Zach. I don't think he's an overly good actor or interesting no. at all either. That's why they have his mum as that side story. And read, um, RJ um, Sila is Billy. Yeah. I mean, he didn't. He was in Me, Earl and the Dying Girl. He hadn't had a huge career either. But he plays his character well. But um, because he kind of is, you know, um, he's, there's an autistic aspect to his character yeah. um, and he's that kind of nerd and bully magnet, he kind of falls into a bit of a stereotype that we've all seen before. But- and then Naomi Scott and, um, sorry, Kimberly Hart and Jason Scott's character are just kind of that classic. But I think you've just nailed it. Is it's all classic. Mm. It's nothing about these mm. guys are different. Like it's all mm. the classic stereotypes of these five characters. Okay, they've nailed them into. They've given the characters three or four things about them. But it's all like you go. RJ Silas' character is, and his name's Billy Cran- Cranson. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. was actually that is no that is actually purposefully done. So, yeah, that is yeah. purposefully done. Yeah, in, yeah. Um, yeah. So. I think you nailed it in there is like everyone is classic and I think that's what makes this movie boring for the characters and we don't feel for is I know we're always looking now in movies for added depth and characters to be more deep than just the fact that it's like this guy's the jock, this guy's the bully, this guy's the loner, uh, this is the lesbian now, this is the hot girl who's had some problems so she cuts her hair. The, you've, I feel like all these characters have sat on the whiteboard that's just there with me and they've gone, we need five characters, we need three guys, three girls, we need the jock, we need... The nerd. Gender diversity. Yeah, we need yeah, – and, and that's yeah. fine, but we LGBTQ. need yeah, – yeah. yeah, we've got – and we've just got to throw these things together without actually giving it meaning. And I don't care if these characters were like all this if there was meaning towards them. And I just don't feel like there is in this sort of thing. Like, And that's what I struggled to connect with these characters. And I can see how as much as I did actually enjoy watching this for a popcorn flick with mates – where you can laugh about certain aspects of it. I would not be overly keen to see this a second time with these five characters. Now, does Power Rangers need a reboot again? I would say no. This is given enough for me to show that it doesn't. Now, does Power Rangers do better in a TV format? Does Power Rangers do better as a Netflix series that um, can develop these characters more? So we're talking sequel news anyway now. It's sort of... It's been teased, but are they doing another one with these same well, guys? it's been said that um, for a while, because as you know, the Green yeah. Ranger was teased at the end of this film. Yeah. Uh, and it was reported um, by Jonathan Antwistle in the early, um, early negotiations to direct the reboot. Um, but end of the end, uh, just because it did so poorly, yeah. they're going with a new reboot. And this one, they say, it might involve some time travel and will be set in the 1990s, so, so when the original series was. Well, as I'm sort of saying, is this film, if this is a film, does this interest you or is a TV series on like a Netflix or interest you? I, yeah, I'm starting to think that everything works better as a Netflix film just because you can always flesh out that story yeah. and the characters. But at the end of the day, you do need the budget. Yeah. for a really big show like this and it needs the interest. So that's always the struggle between choosing a movie or a, you know, a television series. I, I mean, I'd be happy to see another reboot and see where this goes. It might be better than this. I wouldn't even mind to see a sequel to see if it could have yeah. improved on what we had here. Uh, but at the end of the day, it looks like we're going for that 90s um, new new kind of reboot that yeah. might be coming out in probably another five or six years. Uh, but I would love to see it a proper high budget TV show, not the yeah. current one they have on series on the TV, which is purely based for kids. Yeah. And the special effects are near to none. 
you know, they have, you know, Power Rangers always been about these, you know, really not, I wouldn't say well choreographed, but it's always about the fighting and, you know, in the, in the robot scene yeah. at the end against the villain, but it's all people in suits made out of rubber. It's hits and choreographed fight scenes that miss and are just really poor yeah. to watch. And yeah. So if we put all that together, got the budget from the movie and put it into a series on Netflix, I think we could have something pretty good. Yeah, I think there's me. there's an element for me that I find this quite interesting. Of, I know I liken it back to, let's say this is like Skins from season one of back in the day where we have all these guys as the Power Rangers, but they're already the Power Rangers. And then all sort of a thing where, and then we come back to how they've sort of become and we have each episode is sort of on, an, on a member of the, the team essentially. And they come and they're still bad guys each week, but we see an episode each week from the perspective of one of the characters. And in the end, I feel like you can divulge more in, in, into what they're like and the reasons they're doing this. And I'm sort of over, we've got to have origin s- stories of everyone. Can we just jump into the fact that they're, can we do a Spider-Man homecoming? Can we just do a one where these guys are all Power Rangers now? We don't need all this exposition. We don't need all this. They're just Power Rangers. Boom, here we go. These are our five guys. And maybe it's the way that they've maybe they've just become Power Rangers, or maybe they've been Power Rangers for three years of high school or whatever. Like, are they always in high school? Is that always a thing of that they're the Power Rangers in high school, or are they in college? Are they uh, that that I know of? I mean, I've even seen bits and pieces of the newer seasons from twenty onwards, and I'm pretty sure they're always in high school. Yeah. yeah. So, is there a point where you can put them in college a bit more so people resonate with them that they're um, like, is there just a thing that we can do it from a different perspective, make it a bit more drama based, but it's character based with Power Rangers. But again, that's got to be good because they tried to go character based here and they just nailed, they failed all five characters. So I think in, in short, Jack is where, where do you rank this movie and, um, what's your sort of, what, what are the crystals called again? What are the crystals called again? Oh, the oh, good question. Uh, they're called, uh, the power coins. Are they literally just power coins. <laughs> Um, sure, we'll call them that for the time being. How, many, pa- how many power coins are you giving this? Coins. I'm giving this five power coins out of ten power coins. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, yeah, I, I think it's for me, if you put this into different perspectives, if, if this is, it's still going to be less than five power coins. Um, <laughs> but it's not, if I'm sitting down with you and a couple other mates with some pizza, popcorn, a couple of beers. It's a fine Friday night film between guys to chill, mm. watch, have a chat between. No one's, everyone's watching, but not 100%. Whereas if this is cinema, I've paid 25 bucks, I'm not going to be overly ecstatic with this. So I think that's where we're going to leave our, our Screen Scraps Power Rangers. So again, everyone on our social channels, uh, give us your opinions of what your thoughts of this uh, movie was. And do you want to see another one? What could have they done to improve it? Um, is also an interesting way to go about it. So less mentions of Krispy Kremes or better villains, yeah. or yeah, just some characterization. Yeah, mm. so, something like that. So we'll, we'll jump on to now. And again, this is my favorite part, Jack. Where next episode? Because again, everyone we know we've just got the Rodecaster Pro, and I just got it yesterday, so I haven't had a chance to add all the music and everything in. So if we were going to then our next segment of the show, our show and tell, we could be putting in like. Uh, just a bit of applause for the great work we've just done on the screen scrap segment. Um, but Jack, have you been watching anything uh, in the in the last week since we last spoke? Um, well, yeah, so I so saw Power Rangers, and yeah. I've also watched. Um, uh, actually, you know what? I haven't been watching a whole lot. Cuts. It's been a pretty slow week, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, what have you been watching? I, I, I've watched some things, but they're so forgettable. I think they've gone to the back of my mind. I've watched Infinity War again yeah, just because, you know, that's a nice lighthearted movie. Not really, but to watch, you know, while you're not thinking about anything. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm sure I've watched something. I'll have a think about it. But how about you? Give me a second. I just got a um, – I don't know if I've spoken about this on uh, another episode of the podcast. No, I think, yeah, have I you started I'm, watching Watchmen yet? No, I have not started watching Watchmen. I, I think this is an interesting period and, we, and we've spoken about with like release of shows and, and movies, etc. There's obviously not a load coming out at the moment. What makes it difficult um, 
for us. Uh, I've been seeing everyone's been like, have you watched that 365 days thing on Netflix with the guy kidnaps the girl? Like, yeah, oh my not God. a lot, is there? That's definitely showed up quite a bit and people were talking about it because oh, there's nothing else. There's nothing else. People are like, oh my God, it's so sexy. It's like, if a bloke did that to you, you'd be crying. Like, just because he's a hot guy, it means it's fine. I'm not even going to get down that rabbit hole because I haven't watched it. Um, mm. But no, I, I think at the moment I, I had started, I've had sort of my favorite part of the week is um, a mate of mine started to watch all the Marvel movies. So he started and he's been texting me and calling me like with one word synopsis slash reviews of, of each of the films. He just finished watching the Avengers yesterday, uh, gave me a call. And it, it's kind of funny in, in a way, and I don't know if he listens to this or not, but how someone's sort of watching them all now and I think he's really enjoying them but has never really been a fan. I wasn't a massive fan to start watching them and sort of getting around them a little bit now and I might actually um, get him to come on and we'll talk through someone who's watched all, once he's finished watching them all and, and get his sort of opinion of it for someone that's a yeah family man that's never really seen them before. So I think it's a – it must be interesting going back and it's also scary to watch 23 films when everyone else has sort of seen them and – in the end, you know everything that's sort of probably happened, but I think that's sort of an interesting um, thing. I started watching, so I'm up to date with Snowpiercer. It's interesting. It's not great still, but I feel like I really just want to finish it, and this is where the annoying one episode a week is coming back into it. So that's a bit of a pain in the ass at the moment. So, Because um, it is good. Like, it's good, but it's not great television. It's sort of like standard run-of-the-mill, but it's not shit. So, like, I'd recommend watching it to everyone here listening once the series is finished so you can just binge watch the whole thing at once. So I think that, that for me, is an, an interesting one. And then I looked at um, something else over the last sort of um, week. Well, while you do that, I remembered what I watched. Yeah. I watched Late Night um, with Emma Thompson yeah. and Mindy Kaling. And, I, yeah, it was actually really good. So, um uh, it's about, it's a pretty much, she's like a talk show host yeah. and she brings in, um, Caroline, um, what's her name? Molly Patel. Yeah. And she's one of the new writers on the team and she almost turns the show on its head and turns it into a bit into a success from what it, cause it's like a Jimmy Kimmel yeah. show that's slowly dying of ratings and they bring her on and she revitalizes the show. And that's kind of the basic plot line. But it's very funny, actually. It's quite good. I would give it a watch. Because I saw the trousers and I thought it looked bloody horrible. But yeah. um, watching it, it's a pretty good movie, actually. Yeah, get, get, around, get around it, cut. So I did. that's the one I remember and I messaged you. So I was watching The Prestige because I know with the Nolan stuff coming out, oh, we'll yes. definitely be doing a uh, Nolan special coming up and talking about his filmography. And I just couldn't get into it. I don't know whether it was I just didn't sit down. And I feel like a lot of Nolan movies, like you have to immerse yourself in it and – you can't be looking at your phone. And because the story sort of bounces back and forth heaps, I think it does. You know, when you're like, uh, the movie, you know, when you're like, am I getting this Not right? Not entirely sure. Yeah. Am, am, I, am I watching this right? And I know with Nolan movies, you can watch it all and then something will happen. You'll be like, oh, okay. So I'm about two thirds through that and I need to sit down and, and re rewatch um, or finish that Just off this without weekend. Spoilers, do you know the twist at the end? I think I've read it. And that's why I'm trying to push that so far to the back of my brain to. It's like the old problem is when you know the twist and you know what happens, you're trying to watch it without that happening. And I think that's maybe where I might have stuffed up when I started watching. But I've tried to push it mm. so far to the back of my brain that I can't. Like, you know, when you're like, I think I know what it is. So I'm trying to not watch it with that perception. Um, and I've yeah. started to watch a couple of other, just uh, on in the background, some stand up shows on Netflix. What aren't, aren't too bad. I think I don't watch a lot of stand up, but. Um, there's a couple of those that I've sort of seen and there's probably more movies that I need to put on a list to actually start watching, uh, over this time instead of just rewatching Hot Fuzz. Mm. <laughs> well, my sister went to see the, um, yeah, the Invisible Man, yeah. um, last night at the cinemas cause that's a thing now cinemas reopen. Um, not all of them yet. And she really enjoyed it. She said it was a good thriller. Cool. So um, that's next on my list for my review for next week. Yeah, see, so, yeah, I, I hate mm. I hate those movies anyway, and even though I can just tell I'm going to hate that just because I'm but too if she scared. Can watch it. Oh, yeah, yeah, and I know, but I just get I can already tell I'm going to get scared, and I'm just not going to enjoy it. So I think that's that's the problem there, um, Mace. We've got to end the pod now though, since um, we sort of took a little bit to get started saying I got to run on. But so. Uh, what are we doing next? Are we going to do Last of Us next episode? Are you going to have time to to play it by by next week? 
Uh, we'll have to see. Yeah, we'll keep that in the cards though for a future episode for sure. For sure though. So again, everyone, give us your opinions on Power Rangers from today's Screen Scraps part. We'll probably make this a separate episode. I think that's the idea is that we'll do a Screen Scraps a week and, and then a, and a weekly pod. Um, so give us your opinions on that. And if you have started playing The Last of Us, no spoilers, please, on any of our channels. Just give us a nice little review um, of that. Again, Make sure you go back and have a look at our, our previous episodes. Again, everything's sort of still relevant, maybe besides the news, but you can have a listen to that there. Jack, where can everyone find you? Uh, Jack Mason, Jack underscore Mason 22. Um, do you want Insta. me to, one sec, Jads, do you want me to just record you one time saying it correctly? And then when I say, Jack, what's your handle? I just press the button and so you don't stuff that'd it up. Be, that'd be fantastic. <laughs> Thank you. Because, yeah, my memory's going slowly. So, um, yeah, do that for the future. Yeah. Um, and that's on Twitter as well if you yeah. want to follow me on, on there. And, and screenblend.net. Yep. Yeah, and you can uh, obviously follow the podcast at screen underscore blend on Instagram and on Twitter. You can follow me. I am Will Be Cuts. Hopefully I sounded better today. I think I have uh, with obviously the great Rodecaster Pro. And I just want to say thank you again to Pro AV Solutions. Uh, didn't give me a massive deal, but the people there are always nice. So um, they, they always sort you out and look after you if you need any of your technological equipment. As always, everybody, thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Screen Blend Podcast. I am Will Cuts, and that was Jack Mason, and we will speak to you soon. Ta-da. Bye.